just going to meet my needs as in regards to finances and material things if you will he's not he's God is bigger than that 
my emotional and my mental, more importantly, my spiritual being, my physical being. He's, God is concerned about the total man. And we see the time, well, we see the time drawing near. That's why it's important for us to assemble ourselves, the body, the church, you know, us being members in particular. And now we have an idea that we can serve God without the body. We don't need the church. Well, if we are members of the body, the church, not only do we need the church or the body, but the body needs us. Every member, each member has a particular function and responsibility, if you will. Every part of the body, even the natural body, is placed where it's supposed to function. The Bible says that every member of the body is placed where is God has placed each member in the body as it pleases him. And the way to please God is to function as you ought to function, like the elbow. If you take that out of the way, then one, it's not just going to affect the arm itself, the whole arm, the elbow, you know, the arm and the hand, and there, because it's attached. That's a very significant part of the body. Because <laughs> if you take that, that elbow out, then this part is gone, and the hand and the fingers and all the, you see where we're going. Just a little note. <laughs> the Lord's been doing that with me, helping me to understand why it's important for the body to be assembled. If I'm missing from the body, then I'm not functioning as a member of the body. And eventually, if I'm hallelujah, detached from the body, eventually I'm going to wither and die, especially if I'm not getting the spiritual nourishments as the rest of the body is. Ah, if I'm eating from the world's table and you're eating from God's table, guess who's going to get fat? <laughs> Something that my, my spiritual dad, Dr. Arthur Fowler, taught me some years ago that God is calling fat folks. And, and I, at first I didn't understand, but he wants us to be faithful available and teachable. It's calling us to be fat, F-A-T. Faithful, available, and teachable. That's what God is calling for. He's always called for that. Not just now. <laughs> be faithful to what? The word. Something the Lord, uh, I, I shared with my wife before I left the house, I said, I, I gotta go and share with God's people what what the Spirit is saying. You know, what I love about Heavenly Host International Radio, that's where we're broadcasting from, is that when we come, those of us that minister from this broadcast, we're bringing the Word, the Word, the Word of Truth, which is what we're called to do. That's the charge that we have, is to preach the Word, not some feel-good message that'll get you through the day or some temporary fix to whatever your worries are. Or some 
promise of wealth or whatever, you know, me prophesying silver and gold. Oh my goodness. I found out also that my life is worth more than that. <laughs> In fact, it took more than that to save me, to purchase me from the penalties that I, to pay the price. It, it costs more than silver and gold. One soul <laughs> is more valuable than all the gold and silver in the world, for real, for real. One. Ah. Thank you, Father. One. <laughs> Just one. The Bible says that we were not bought with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we do know also in this hour, the time that we are in, that many false prophets have gone out. There are some who are saying that Christ did not come in the flesh. Well, we know that that is not of God. First John chapter 4. And he said, believe not every spirit. Watch this. The problem that's, that's, that, that we're having now in the body of Christ is that the body or some members of the body are believing other spirits. Oh. Mm. us pastors especially and I, I love what uh, uh, Elder Pearson said on yesterday and she said it many times that especially the fivefold ministry we should be ministering the word of truth we should be warning the flock of the dangers that are available to us now How the enemy has upped his game. For real, for real. Oh my goodness. And so that we don't glorify the devil. We ought to be magnifying the Lord. Watch this. Let me share something with you. And I, this, this, Every time I read this, it gives me a different, uh, a deeper revelation of what it means this is Paul in Philippians 1 and 20 and some of you know that this is one of my single most favorite scriptures in the whole Bible for real for real there are many I have many favorite scriptures but this one here is a lot more personal for me so watch this Philippians 1 and 20 he said, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yesterday I was sitting and this scripture came to heart. And it says, verse 21 says, for to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. I'm in a win-win situation here. That if I live, it is to Christ. And if I die, I gain Christ. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We know this. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not. When that time comes, it, it has come. 
passing away or going to sleep or however you want to phrase it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, those those are not my, I don't, I got other concerns rather than how long I'm going to live. I do uh, have learned to take care of myself a lot better than I used to. But I'm not in some panic about some nothing, really. And that's what the word tells me, to be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, make your request known to God, whatever it is. I got the sniffles right now, a little slight cold trying to come upon me. And I'm not in no panic, like, oh my God, COVID, pneumonia, flu. It's a sniffle. I know what to do for it. Thank you, Lord. But I also know what to do for the spirit man. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I know that he has to be ministered to, my spirit. Thank you, Lord. Fed, if it, I'm Messiah. And if I'm eating from every table but the Lord's table, I'm going to continue to hunger. I'm going to continue to thirst. I'm going to continue to chase after. My appetite is going to get worse and worse, which means that my manners are going to get worse. My behavior is going to get worse. My attitude is my thinking. Oh, glory. <laughs> my life. Ah. We understand the word tells us that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There are a lot of questions coming up concerning Christianity. Now all of a sudden, the Christian or the believer, the children of God, don't believe in Christianity anymore. It's some man-made religion, if you will. Oh my goodness. Christ gave himself for us. Watch this. To us. That we might live not to ourselves, but for the one who gave himself. That's scriptural. Thank you, Father. All right. How do we live this thing? The question keeps coming up. Why do we have this? What is this for? The Bible, that is. Uh, regardless of whether it's been rewritten or man have altered it or what, there, there, are, there are a set of instructions that comes with your life. <laughs> Especially, watch this, the new one. Life that was purchased for us, the one that we couldn't afford. Thank you, Father. If I could have afforded this life, the one that I have now, in Christ, thank you, Lord, it would have cost me. I would have had to go to the cross. I would have had to pay my own debt. Problem with that is, sin cannot blot out sin. Oh, that's it cannot. <laughs> Unrighteousness cannot make you righteous. These are some simple points here. That's all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I was listening to a broadcast before I came on, uh, Walking in Victory, and several things had been were, were talked about in that particular broadcast. 
how we have taken the grace of God and done despite to it. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're treating the blood where which we were sanctified or set apart as if it's some unholy thing. And we don't have to live holy. The blood is just blood. <laughs> the beautiful thing about the blood of Jesus is no other blood could have cleansed us from sin. None. Not, no, nobody's. I don't care whose blood was shed. Whether you're black or white or Jew or Gentile or bound or free. The black man couldn't save you. The white man couldn't save you. No man could have done it. The Lord's been having me to deal with this supremacy issue that we're having now. That blacks are superior to whites and whites are superior to blacks in the this nonsense if you read Romans chapter 3 and we talked about it before there's none righteous no not one all have sinned and come short of the, the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray there's none and I've said this before many times and I say again if you are superior whatever color you are whoever you are Whatever you're believing, that you're higher or you're above the next person or next race. Teach the rest of us how to be perfect or superior. Huh? That, that the superior being or race should be teaching everyone else how to love. <laughs> how to have peace. And joy. How to be patient or long-suffering, if you will. Gentleness. If, if I'm superior, then there's a better way of living. And hatred isn't a part of it. I, I need to go here because we, we're promoting this here for whatever reason. And so many of God's people have erred from the truth. They're falling away. We know that that's going to happen because the Bible says it. The end won't come until first there's a falling away. An apostasy, if you will. Falling away from the faith. Uh, some former Christians who now reject God and Christ. And we're, we're finding other gods to worship, other forms of religion, if you will, or belief, what we believe in. Some of us think we're going to meditate our way to the kingdom and hum our way to peace, Rusa and all that nonsense. I, I'm not trying to make fun of anything. I'm just, no man go to the Father except through him, Jesus. He said that. Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth. Now, there's no other way to the Father, heaven, the kingdom, which has come. Whew. How do we how do we live this thing? What 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 is this all about? What is this 
this book for? What is the Bible, that is? What, what do we have it for? What, why are we teaching out of this very book opposite of what the book tells us? This, the book of books, the Bible. We've taken it and have, in some cases, perverted the truth. And so many people are running around with no understanding of what this really is and what this really is about, what it's for. Well, the Lord has been showing me and helping me to appreciate. And the Word became flesh, this being the Word, <laughs> the Word of God. The Word became flesh and dwelled among them. So the Word came alive. Because the word is spirit and life. <laughs> it is. The word became a living being. Thank you, Lord. A dear friend of mine, uh, servant Stephen, he, he, he uses this phrase, I am a human doing, not a human being. I understand what he's saying. Because we're called to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We're just being only. Being what? What I'm called to be, a son. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In John, the first chapter, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. This is what it says. John, the first chapter. We've read this many times before. God bless you, my friend. Pastor Jones, and all of you all who are tuned in to this broadcast. Uh, John, the first chapter, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Oh, well, the Messiah. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Hallelujah. <laughs> all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'll just shoot over to verse 9. No, no, verse 10, if you don't mind. In the same chapter, John, the first chapter, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Jesus was born of the Jews. Uh, whether they were black Jews or white Jews or whatever colored Jews they were, he was born of the Jews. Thank you, Father. Uh, I, I, I find myself not entertaining that argument. For myself personally because the Bible says that that we no longer know him after the flesh uh, here let me shoot over and I'm going to go back over to John in a minute but I need to read that yeah 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 yeah. in uh, 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 16 wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh yea Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. 
why is that? Because so we don't get caught up in the argument of what color he is. He's been translated, which we are also going to be when he comes. Spirit, if you will. Which is going to bring us to the point, the point of this lesson today. Uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. If we are born again, we're no longer what we was when we were born of the flesh. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, of our mother and father. Sin. Miracles, sire. Here, look. I'm just, and I'm going to get back over to there, too. Watch this. <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sire. Here, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Thank you, Lord. And the word, watch this, was made flesh and dwelt among them. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So, watch this. If we are born again, that holds true for us, too. Now, the Word, which has made us alive, hallelujah, <laughs> has brought spirit and truth and light to the world, into the world, into us. And it's given us the ability to become sons. We have a choice in the matter. We do. Ah, I heard it said on yesterday, choose life. <laughs> His word is life. Thank you, Lord. And spirit. The word became flesh. The spirit itself can move over the earth all day long. But until it takes hold to your body, until it, you can't move without it. I, I, I'm learning that. Because it's in him I live and I move and I have my being. All the moves that I made before Christ were dead. Nothing. Unprofitable. Had no benefits. None. I was dead. <laughs> But now I'm alive because of the word. And it's become flesh. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That I might dwell among. Hallelujah. And the same with you. Those of us who are not only received the word, but have received the spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. Because that's what makes us alive. Without it, we're nothing. Thank you, Lord. We can do nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 14. Yeah. Gentles. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth 
live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Thank you, Father. He died for us. So that, watch this, we don't have to experience the penalty for sin. In fact, in Romans chapter 6, it tells us to reckon ourselves also to be dead with Christ and risen. Come on, somebody. Watch this. So now, so how do we perform this? How do we how do we live the word? How? Well, over in Galatians chapter 5, these are just some of the things that the Lord showed me and, and is saying to the church. Because there are still people in the body of Christ that don't know because they're not being told. They're not being taught. This isn't being presented to them. What most of church folks know about God is that he'll bless you with a car and a house and a wife and more money and a promotion and a job. and he <laughs> and That's it. You pay your tithes and all that stuff. And he'll bless you. Well, there's blessings and curses written in this book. In this very book right here, there are blessings and curses. Yeah. And we've forgotten that because we're so we're so uh, well I don't even know for lack of a better term, bent on the blessings. And and the the mindset is saying that we don't really have to obey God. We just gotta, you know, uh, there's certain things we gotta do, like pay our tithes and that's it. And you know, go to church on Sunday. And, you know, and then when I leave church, I can go to the club and, you know, fornicate and lie and steal and do all the stuff I want to because I'm under grace, which is foolish. <laughs> it's not true. It's really not. He didn't free me from sin for me to go back to sin. That's not it. He didn't, watch, Jesus didn't take sin onto himself. And then nailed it to his cross, crucified it, buried it, and rose without it. Now, that that's what literally what Jesus did. He put sin to death, or he crucified it anyway. It's in the grave, <laughs> and, and so the grave has no sting. It, remember, I came in the door. And talked, I'm not afraid of death. I've, 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 I've come to the conclusion that I've died once already with Christ. I'm, 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 I'm one with him. My life is hidden in him. It's in him that I live and I move and I have my being. It's because of him that I have life. <laughs> in fact, I, if I live to myself, watch this. Over in Galatians chapter 5, just so we know what 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 the effects of and how we know that we're we're a child of God. Uh, when I see my flesh acting up or my flesh doing or trying to do what it wants to do, I have the ability to keep it under. I have the authority, I have because of the Holy Spirit, the power to rein it in. It's called temperance, self-control. Without the Spirit of God, I can't. I'm not. I'm out of control. I'm not. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do, and then blame the flesh for, for it. 
something the Lord's been saying to the church and, and most recently and really making the point that adultery is adultery. I can't be an adulterer unless I perform adultery. Unless I, I can't be a fornicator unless I'm fornicating. You see where we're going. I can't be a liar unless I'm lying. I can't be a thief unless I'm stealing. You see where we're going. I can't be a murderer unless I murdered someone. It's simple. So I'm not those things that I was. Whatever I was, I'm no longer that. I'm no longer the liar, the thief, the murderer, adulterer, fornicator, thief. But you, old things are passed away over in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, dead. Behold, all things have become new. I have a new life now. Well, to the point, now I need some instructions. I need to follow these instructions. Because the old man don't know, didn't know how to live according to God's principles. Precepts, if you will. Instructions. I was without law. <laughs> Iniquity is lawlessness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unruly. Rebellious. Uh, disobedient. And we see that even more so now than ever before. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about that. Not just disobedience to parents, disobedience to God. <laughs> if I'm not obeying God... I'm not obeying anything, or anybody for that matter. The police, or whoever. Mama, daddy, nobody. What I've been taught. If I'm in rebellion and disobedience, I'm who? Everybody can go fly a kite. You see where you're going. I ain't got to listen to nobody. And this is the attitude that we have seen in the body. Can't nobody judge me. We judge everybody, judging everybody. No, this is not judging. Read 2 Timothy chapter 4, 3, even chapter 3, verses 16, 17, and I think 16, 17, 18. It talks about what the Word of God is for. And if the Word of God doesn't correct us, what good is having the Word? What, if we don't have to be corrected, forget being judged. Because <laughs> if we don't correct ourselves, the one that can judge is going to judge you according to your works. It's simple. If I'm saved, then there's a life that goes with that. I'm saved from death, the penalty of death. That's what I'm saved from. Now I have life. Oh my goodness. And I won't know the abundance of it unless I live the life that was given to me. Not to my, the old man, which is dead. <laughs> It don't make sense to be dragging a dead body around and have it performing everything that I'm supposed to be performing. It can't. It has no power. None. I learned when I got sober that lack of power was my dilemma. That was a problem that I had. I didn't have any power, which means that I didn't have the Spirit of God. I didn't know that Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is, where I live and I move and I have my being. 
It's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. The spirit is the power. Whew. The power of God to give me life. That I live according to his principles. He has a set of principles. For real, for real. Let me share this with you. As a parent, I have a set of rules in my house. Simple. Rules, watch this, to this very day, my wife and I, we abide by those same rules that we have established in our home. Like, you know, coming in the house at a certain time and blah, 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 blah. Still, to this very day, my children, who are adult children, my youngest one being 33 years old, my baby girl. Son, 39. He's the eldest. If it's after 12 o'clock, they're going to call and ask, is it okay for them to come by at that time? Now, watch this. We're not, you know, tyrants or any mean parents or anything. We have a standard. We have established a standard in our home that we don't even violate. And our children understand that. Well, God, too, has a standard. He has a set of principles, huh? And those principles, if they're violated, will not inherit, it will not inherit, nor do they exist in his kingdom. Satan tried to exalt his, and establish his kingdom. Oh my goodness. Above God's. <laughs> there is none. You can't go higher than God. There's no, just so we understand. Establish his own set of rules or his own way of living. Well, if you can't abide by my rules, then you got to get out of my house. It's simple. Your rules and your standards cannot coexist with God's. It will not. The flesh and spirit, those two things do not go together. What I desire in my flesh is contrary to what the spirit is saying. Here, just to give you an idea of what... The scripture is saying, here, oh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, a capital letter S here, the Spirit of God. Now, when you see that capital letter, it's always the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hmm? The flesh, watch this, can only do what you allow it to do. If I'm walking in my flesh, What's going to come out of me is of the flesh. Those two, the flesh and the spirit cannot operate at the same time, exact same time. It cannot. It will not. It's one or the other. It's just so we understand. Watch this. Right. It's like putting your car in reverse. You can't go forward in reverse. You cannot. It's not. There is even in neutral. You're going to go one way or the other. Uh, either it's going to go forward or it's going to go backwards. It just depends on which way you move it. Oh, my goodness. Just a, a little example of how simple God is making this thing for us. Watch this, you all. Uh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit uh, and the spirit against the flesh. Uh, huh? And these are contrary one to another one to the other so that you cannot do the thing that you would but if you be led of the spirit you are not under the law the flesh is under the law uh-huh 
Yeah. If we operate in the flesh, whether we are in the world or call ourselves in Christ, if we're operating in the flesh and don't want to be corrected, forget judged. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's another defense that the enemy have brought into the lives of God's people so that we can, you know, uh, won't nobody tell us what to do. And we have choices. You can live however you want to live. Just know this, that the one that can and will and is going to judge us, the church, his people, if we be his people. See, the enemy have deceived a lot of God's people into believing that we can just do whatever we want to do. And there's no, you know, because we're under grace. We, we've misinterpreted grace or given it a whole other definition which doesn't mean what God intended it for it to mean. <laughs> Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. God's grace holds us accountable to the love that he displayed and showed us and gave us, even the life that was given to us. Grace brings about humility. Come on, somebody. Because the word tells us that he gave more grace to the humble. He rejects the proud. Proud being, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do in my flesh. And you can't judge me. That, that is a poor defense. <laughs> when God have called us, uh, if you love me, here's my thing. I, and, I, and I said it, and I've said it before, and I say it again. If you love me, and I'm out of character, or uh, you see me drifting, or... or operating in a fleshly manner, lovingly guide me back to where I'm supposed to be in the spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, going back to verse 16. Gently, because that's what the spirit does. I can't grab you and shake you up and make you do what the word tells you to do. I, that's nobody's, no one can do that. God don't even do that. But at some point in my life, I had to come to a point where I want to do what God says do. Forget somebody else telling me. God has spoken these things to me. And so if I, I can disobey you all day long. But the one that can judge me, if I continue to disobey him, I will, there's no, what inheritance? What, what, <laughs> let's look at the word. Thank you, Father. But you be led in the spirit. Of the now, here, watch this, you all. Let's just look at it. Verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. The word manifest means evident. This is what we see the flesh doing. Uh, that's if we walk in the flesh. Verbos. Or we work or operate in the flesh. Come on, somebody, watch this. Manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. Oh my goodness, that lasciviousness is, um, it is a sexual immorality or, you know, perversion, if you will. Contentious. Uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, uh, heresies. Oh my goodness. Envyings, murderers, drunkardness, uh, rivaling, and such like the which I tell you 
before, as I have also told you in time past. Yeah, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Shall not inherit, shall not enter into the kingdom. You will not if we are. But the fruit of the Spirit is. This is how we know whether or not we walk in the Spirit. Because this is what it produces. Huh? Or that we have the Spirit of God. That's, that's more important. Because if you have not the Spirit, Romans chapter 8 tells us, that if you have not the Spirit, then we are none of His. That's me, you, anybody. That don't. That these these things that I'm saying to you aren't coming from Apostle McGill. They're coming from the Word of God. This very book that we carry about or have on our phones or however we get the Word, the Bible. And you can go on the internet and Google scriptures, and it'll break it down. The problem with that is, more times than not, the definition doesn't mean what the scripture is saying because that's man's point of view. That's why it's important for us to study to show our self-approval unto God and workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing or interpreting the word of truth. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Get somewhere, please, church, people of God, where the word of God is being taught and expressed, lived even. Because some of us, watch this, and, and I, I got to say it again, as much as we don't believe that there are people living this thing, there are people that are actually living according to the word of God. Now, forget being perfect. The, the word, the instructions, following the instructions, and have some humility. huh? Being fat, going back to that, faithful, available, and teachable. Huh? The Holy Spirit is still teaching me. You know, we, we were ever going to be learning. That's true. So if we're ever learning, watch this, you all. Don't nobody know everything. Watch this. And I've heard that. There go another defense. Watch this. If that's the case, when the Lord is teaching us, why don't we receive it? Ooh, something to think about. To the saying, can't nobody judge me. You're being taught something. Huh? Folks ain't showing up to church because they don't want to hear the truth. I learned that also. I mean, when I talk about the, the showing up to the church, I'm talking about the true church. And I ain't talking about this, you know, uh, flash in the pan, the silver and gold, the stars and lights and cameras and the action, uh, the form of godliness. And I'm talking about true godliness. There are, there are people, churches, that are actually living up to that. And if they do fall short, there's a sense of humility, repentance, if you will. So we're not carrying on about, you know, what I can do is just keep on doing that. He saved me once and I'm, that's it. But I'm not living the saved life. What? You can't have it both ways. I can't have the old life and the new life too coexisting or operating at the same time. It's one or the other. Especially if I'm saying I'm living my best life. Which life are we talking about? Huh? There's a sinner man out there living high on the hog. Huh? Get everything he wants. You know, everything he thinks he wants. But eternal life. <laughs> we have eternal life. Huh? It started when you were born again. Huh? And as a babe, desiring the sincere, the sincere milk of the word. 
that the, you know the spirit man being you know being born of the spirit that it had to be fed you know not like Similac or Ephemel but the word uh, and as we grow and we get older in the word they're now the meat if you cut your spiritual teeth now you need some meat <laughs> come on somebody Jesus said unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you will have no part of me unless you have communion with me that's what Jesus is talking about unless you have fellowship with me ah because fellowship with the world is enmity with God if I am friends with the world then I'm an enemy of God period that's what the word of God says. Even over in James chapter 4. I can't have it both ways. Uh, well, as it was pointed out even on yesterday on Rivers of Living Water, Elder Pearson, uh, either I'm going to love God or I'm going to love mammon. I'm going to love one and hate the other. I'm going to cleave to the one and reject the other. It's one or the other. You can't have both. God and this world operate into my flesh and the spirit at the same time. The old man and the new man too. Huh? Wait. Watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We enjoy peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Here. Watch this. Over in Ephesians. Just so we understand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, there are instructions here. We, uh, I've probably read this probably a billion times already. No, not that many. That's exaggeration, I'm sorry. I've read it a whole lot of times. Let me put it that way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Here, look. Uh, oh, my goodness. Very uh, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have, verse 20 in chapter 4 of Ephesians, but you have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversational conduct, the old man, uh, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So the corruptible have to come off. I got it. Oh, that corrupt flesh, the old man. I can't walk in newness and oldness too. Just hearing that alone is simple. If I am born again, if I am saved, oh my goodness, the old man is dead. There's a new way of living. Now I need to learn of him. Him who? The one who gave his life for me. He gave it for me that I might have life. What life? His. <laughs> and if my life, my life is hidden in him, then it is him that live and not me. It's in him that I live and I move and I have my being. It's in him that I am able to do all things through him. Do what things? Live. <laughs> sin is death. Period. If I'm in sin, I'm dead. And sin separates me from the Father. Act of sin, willful sinning, disallows me a relationship with God. Period. There's no argument. Period. 
There's no comeback to that. Either me and my father are one. But that's what he called us. He, he, the reconciliation was bringing us back to the father. That's not back to the old man. Because if that's the case, that's taking me further away from the father. That, that's what sin does. It, it separates us from God. Active, willful sin. See, if someone comes to help me or guide me out of it or correct me, I appreciate that. I really do. Honestly, I, I if you love me that much to come and correct me in my era, that's what we're supposed to do. Watch this. For the word is spirit. Watch this. I'm going to... Get back over to Ephesians, but I need to jump over in Galatians for a second. Chapter 6, watch this. Uh, verse, the very first verse. Brethren, if a man be overtaken, oh my goodness, or caught uh, whew, in a fault, ye which are spiritual, the word is spirit, huh? ye who have the word, ye that are spiritual, word is spirit in life, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Considering thyself. Least thou be tempted. Don't go in. You know. You know. All haughty. And above them. And looking down on them. Uh, in order to lift someone up. You have to literally. Bend your knees. Uh, reach down. And pull them up. That's what Jesus did. He didn't stand over us. Waving his finger at us. And telling us. Well, how much of a sinner we are. And blah blah blah. And what you did in all that foolishness. That's not that's not what he did. He humbly, lovingly, caringly gave himself <laughs> as a sacrifice. Because we were too weak to do it. You know, under the law. Flesh couldn't do it. The flesh could not perform what Jesus did. He was born of the Spirit, which means that he was not under the law. He had no sin. He was not born in sin. Whew! <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> the Word became flesh. God did that. Placed his spirit in a woman, a virgin's womb, and she conceived the Word. Uh, and the word became flesh. Because it came out of her womb. It became flesh. It got alive. Whew. Living. Whew. Thank you, Holy Ghost. How, how, how did God's word get so complicated? Because we had all these false doctrines and false teachers and false prophets. Uh, whew. The form of godliness. The entertainment, if you will. Popularity and who's the blessed and blessed and who got the biggest and who got the most. Competition in the house. Uh, covetousness, greed, selfishness. Uh, I'm thinking more about myself than you. Uh, and that mean that you ain't supposed to think about yourself. Yep, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> You're supposed to love yourself. That's nothing wrong with that. 
If I don't care nothing about you, there's no love, the love of God anyway. If I'm looking at your skin color, your nationality, and standing up before God's people preaching division and separation and all that nonsense, foolishness, and we're all part of the same body. What? Because there's only one, one body that is, Christ. And Christ is the head of the body. So there's none above him. That name that's above every name. So there's no, well, I said it's going back to the supremacy thing. This whole supremacy theory. Black supremacy, white supremacy, any kind of whoever. All have come short. White, black, Jew, whatever. Black Jew, white Jew, whatever kind of Jew you are. You came short. Period. And I'm saying it in that way because it's angering me that we, the church, have gotten caught up with this dialogue, this attitude that this race is superior than the other. That God had, let me just say this again, God had no respect of person. He so loved the world. If we could get that and really understand that scripture, John 3, 16. God so loved the world. That's everybody in it. Every human being. He wished that none should perish. White, black, Jew, male, female, circumcised, uncircumcised, the law, under the law, without the law. Whatever. It's frustrating to see this issue becoming a, uh, a struggle for God's people as a minister of the gospel, teacher of the word. Kind of hard to, uh, after I done learned what one plus one is, someone come and tell me one plus one is 15. And then teach it to me like, and should break it down to help me get to, what? How did, one plus one equals two. That's it. Sin or holiness. You you can't get salvation out of that. You can't now. You, if you put those together, they don't. They're not going to add up at all. Now, I'm determined, and more so now than ever before, as I've said before, to minister the Word of God. Period. That's it. The folks going to do and be what they want to be. Uh, I heard something uh, today. There was a guy. He said, I'm not worried about what people think of me, whether they think I'm real or fake. Because one person might think that I'm real and one person might think that I'm not. One person might think that I'm fake and a phony and another person may not. So I, I don't have time to run around and see what people think of me or how they feel about me. I don't I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't, I don't need no to get some senses of Either they're going to receive you or reject you, period. I don't care. Huh? When I was in the world, folks thought that was keeping it. I Really, I thought at one point I was keeping it real. I, I was, you know, I wasn't no fake. But I wasn't living the life that I was promised. That wasn't real. What's real now is everything about what I know about this new life. That's real. That's going to determine whether or not I inherit the kingdom or not. 
whether I follow after the Spirit or not, whether I choose to live for God or for myself, one or the other. Here, let me share this. And then we're going to close. We're going to, glory to God, we're going we're gonna to close Romans chapter 6. We're back over there, you know. And, I, and watch this. These, these are simple scriptures. Real simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start at verse 15 in chapter 6 of Romans. Hallelujah. Uh, watch this. Uh, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid, or certainly not. That's what that means. Uh, thank you, Lord. Verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey? whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We've been freed from sin. Sin has no more power unless I operate in sin. Either I'm going to function as a sinner or as a child of God. And what is that? What is a child of God? Well, those who walk after the Spirit. <laughs> and it tells me over in Galatians chapter 5 that if I walk after the Spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh has no, no, no demand. It can't put demands on me. Uh, the lust of the flesh, that is. If I'm lusting uh, or desire to do the things of the flesh, that has nothing to do. Those are two separate things. But if I desire to do the will of God, God has placed his spirit. He's given me his spirit that I can do the things that he's called me to do. I have the ability to reject sin and take on a new life. <laughs> I don't... Well, you know, we're all sinners saved by grace. Well, something's wrong with that. It's one or the other. Either I'm a sinner or I'm saved by grace. It's the one or the other. That's another false teaching. Yeah, yeah. You can't be both <laughs> sinner and saved. It's not. It's not. Uh, and I'm not sorry. I was going to say sorry, but I'm not sorry to tell you the truth. Either you're saved or you're not. And it's by grace, not by my own works. That's what that means. I, I didn't do it myself. I couldn't. Huh? Because I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, <laughs> thank you, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless you, Doc. Hallelujah. I love you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Uh, it is important in this hour, you all, and uh, I'm not the only one, and I thank God that Doc, Dr. Tony and, and uh, uh, Sonia Davis and all of you all, Elder Pierce, all you all who, who are supporting the word of God and, and, and advancing the gospel, the word of God, the word, uh, in this hour. Because so many of God's people have been misled and deceived into believing that God is this uh, when he's far much more than that. <laughs> His ways are higher, the Bible tells us. His thoughts are higher. What God thinks of us is, is, has nothing to do with what the world thinks. Two totally different animals. The wisdom of man. We, we listen to a bunch of foolish 
folks running around saying all kinds of things out of their mouth and then attaching God's name to it. Uh, light and dark has nothing in common. Those two things, they have nothing in common. The world and God. God is light and there's no darkness in him at all. The Bible tells us. The word tells us over in 1 John. Uh, chapter 1, verse 5. There's no darkness in him at all. And if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, the Bible says we lie and do not the truth. Huh? It also tells us over in 1 John, watch this, you all, chapter 2. Yeah, it's so close. Hallelujah. Watch this, you all. Watch this. Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah. In chapter 2 of 1 John, verse 15, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Oh, my goodness. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, of us, the lust of the flesh, ooh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, uh, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. That should be our desire, church. To do the will of God. To do what pleases my Father. That's what Jesus said. I only do what pleases my Father. Huh? And I, watch this. And that's what God wants us to learn. How to do his will. How do I do that? Get into the word. Huh? Get, get into a place. Huh? A body of believers where the word of God is going forth with power and demonstration. Huh? Demonstration, alive, living. Uh, where it's not just we're not just preaching some feel-good stuff and trying to tickle each other's fancy or misinterpreting the word of God, mishandling the word of God, uh, manipulating the word of God to mean what I want it to mean so that you can believe what I believe. But that's thank you. Or then we don't have to be corrected, which the word tells us that is that's what the word is for, to correct us. If I'm going off, I'll say it again. If I'm going off, please, please don't wait till I fall. Please don't, if you love me. Don't wait until I fall and then say, I, I knew it. I seen it coming. That ain't love. I'm sorry, it's not. Huh? Now, if a person choose after you have corrected them to go on and fall anyway, <laughs> you don't have to. Watch this. Yeah, look, I'll read that. I'm going to read that last in, over in the book of Jude. No, I better go there now. I bet I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Uh, in the book of Jude, this is what it says. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Yeah, verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling uh, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Uh, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't, we don't have to stumble all over the place, especially if we're walking in the light. We won't have an occasion. If you're walking as children of light, you don't have to stumble. Uh, yeah, I told you. I told you he wouldn't call himself an apostle, call himself doctor, call himself this and that and no, I didn't call myself anything. I called, watch this. When I called myself something, I called myself an alcoholic. I called myself an addict. I called myself a whoremonger. I called myself a liar. I, call, I did. 
Those are the words that I, those are the things that I call, those are the names that I gave myself. I knew I was a liar, a uh, man whore, you know, whatever, just uh, thought it was funny and cute. Uh, yeah, I'm a drunkard, pull me a drink, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Foolishness. You see where we're going? Whew. When I was a child, <laughs> I spoke like that. Uh, when, I, when I was a child, I thought like that, I behaved like that, but when I became a man, I put away Childish things. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and I didn't become a man until I, I was born again. <laughs> God gave me a new life. Because the old one was through. It was, it was disqualified. It would not qualify me for the kingdom. It won't, it, won't, it won't inherit it. The old man cannot. Corrupt cannot take on incorruption. Unrighteousness cannot take on righteousness. Unless... It is passed away. You got to give up something. Even in the natural world, you got to give up something. If you want to be a part of something, you got to give up something to join with that thing, whatever it is. Huh? It costs you something. <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's go into prayer. I got a lot to pray about, huh? Uh, our government, this country, uh, our beloved ones all over the globe. Uh, there are folks that are still scrambling around. Uh, and and not, watch this. Not because it's Christmas and all this stuff and, you know, Santa Claus and all the foolishness. This is a time we're supposed to be celebrating the birth of Christ. Whatever date that was. We don't know the actual date, but this is the date that is set apart. And we're teaching about everything but Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The relationship and what he came to do, what he was born to do. Uh, just to let you know, he's not in the manger anymore. He's seated on the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Lord. Uh, making intercession for us. Pleading our cases. Uh, he's faithful and just to forgive us of every sin. God is calling us into repentance. The church, I could, none of what we're saying is to the world, because they ain't trying to hear that. The world ain't, the, the, in First John chapter 4, it said, the world don't hear us. Huh? And those false prophets and false teachers, they're of the world. Uh, and the world heareth them. That's why we see all this nonsense happening in the government. Uh, the powers that be. Uh, this person, you know, love God, and because of this and this and that, and he, criminals and crooks, rapists, murderers, sitting over our country. <laughs> yes, I said it. But we have one that is above them. And we won't look to him. That's why I'm looking. I'm looking past that. I'm looking. I can't look at government or man to lead me anywhere. It's just my personal thoughts on that. So you know my heart. Put not your trust in man. I don't care who the next president is, man, woman, baby. I don't. I'm not putting my trust in man, especially. Watch this as we see the time drawing near, especially now. The song said, if I ever needed you, <laughs> I need you now. There's no better time. If I ever wanted him, I want him now. Uh, there's no better time. Now, more than ever, we need Jesus. Now. If we didn't need him then, we definitely need him now. Whew. He's available. <laughs> He's ready. He's faithful and just to forgive us of every sin. If my people who are called by my name, you know the rest. You know the scripture. We quote it all the time. But no one's humbling themselves. Uh, you don't hear repentance. God going to give you this. God going to give you that. 
Wait, don't I got to repent? If there, there's no forgiveness. Unrepented sin will not enter to the kingdom. It won't. It will not. It will not inherit the kingdom. It will not. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, glory, God, Messiah. Let's go into prayer, church. Father, we thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank you for your spirit here today, O oh God. We thank you. We thank you for your blessed word, O oh God. We thank you for the instructions that you've given us. Hallelujah. The life. Hallelujah. Uh, the instructions according to the new life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, O oh God, for deliverance from the penalty of death. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling us with your spirit. And if any man have not the spirit, I pray right now, O oh God, that they seek you. Hallelujah. With their whole heart. And they might find themselves with you and the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost. They might fall fresh upon them. Hallelujah. Even, O oh God, restoring us, O oh God, and Renewing us a right spirit, Father. Even your children, Father. Thank you, Lord. Merciful God, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We thank you for the life that you've given us. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The life that, that no longer, no longer is bound by sin. That sin has no more power. It has no dominion over us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of the Spirit, and thank you for the fruit that it produces, hallelujah, in us. That they might know us, hallelujah, by the fruit that we bear. They might know what type of trees we are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. They might know you, hallelujah, through us, hallelujah. The example, hallelujah, of your love for us. Thank you, Father. Merciful God, we ask in the name of Jesus, forgiveness. I'm praying for those who are under the sound of my voice. I'm praying for every household that is represented. I'm praying for outside the passerby, those that might hear a word even through this message, and stop for a moment to hear what the Spirit has to say. They us that you might, oh God, bless them indeed. Keep them, Lord. Keep us, oh God. I'm praying for the sick. If there's any sick among us, oh God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would touch and heal. Hallelujah. The Lord And if they have any sin, we ask in the name of Jesus forgiveness. Lord for the remission of sin, O oh God, we ask, O oh God. We know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You even told us to pray without ceasing, O oh God. We're praying for this nation, O oh God. Or even for the powers that be, that they might know you, Messiah, Messiah, whether they be in Christ or not. I'm praying right now, O oh God, that liberty of our Messiah, and not just justice through the law, but your justice, your peace, your love, your kindness, your, the fruit, hallelujah, that you've afforded us might be available to all men. Thank you, Lord. Whether it be white or black, Jew or Gentile, Pentecost, uh, under the law or not under the law. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your word, your instructions, O oh God, that guides us and keep us. Your word is like a lamp unto our path, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We're praying for those that are bereaved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Cancer. We bind it now in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to your name. Praying for the church, every pastor, every minister, even the fivefold ministry, that we might exalt your name, O oh God, in this hour. Magnify your name, whether it be by life or by death. Nothing being ashamed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for teaching us on today. And oh, God. Let us not only be hearers, 
Hallelujah. But strengthen us that we might be doers of your word. That it might become flesh and dwell among them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Here over in 2 Peter, and then we, I'm about to close you all. Hallelujah. This is what the word tells us, okay? Just real quick, just drop this in your spirit. A little, a little dessert here, if you will. Uh, Messiah. Thank you, Father. Now start at verse 3 in Second uh, Peter chapter 1. According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life, gracious, and goodness, through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto, you, unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Oh, my goodness, this is good here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That we might grow in grace, you know. Verse 5 says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's, all this stuff is in the word of God. Watch this, you all. Read us. There is science. Virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. Uh, and to knowledge, temperance. Or self-control. Thank you, Father. <laughs> and to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. Uh, and to brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten, watch this you all, that he was purged from his old sins. Thank you, Father. This word purge means cleansed. Hallelujah. Whom the Son make free is free indeed. This is the last verse, verse 10. <laughs> Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and elect sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Oh, glory to God. I love you all. Hallelujah. And I thank God for you. I want to thank you for spending time with us. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming joining with us here on Heavenly Host International Radio. I love you. Be the Lord's will. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Ask the Apostles. Bye-bye. So the fun thing with the serpent is, how does a serpent talk? Yeah. What, what, and not only that, but why is the serpent's punishment to crawl on its belly when that's what it does?